0: From Easy A to Zombieland Z, this is Can We Get Emma Stone to Listen to This, the podcast that aims to answer exactly that. I am your host, TV's Kevin Lanigan, and no, it's not a sex thing. It's a challenge thing. When those brave CGI sultans took to Henry Cavill, aka Superman's face in Justice League, and using... Breakthrough computer technology removed his mustache, leaving an inhuman upper lip behind it. Did they do it because they thought it would make him that much more fuckable? Nay, they did it for the love of the game. Emma Stone update this week. All quiet on the M-stern front. But Emma, the phone lines are now open. Tell me, listener. How are you? The Thanksgiving festivities are over. Did you survive? I pray so. Else, how are you listening to this podcast, which comes out on the eve of Thanksgiving itself? Nearly one week later, certainly your corpse has lost not only neural function, but auditory function as well. What are you thankful for this year? The Stone Zone? <laughs> Thank you so much. You can show your gratitude by going to iTunes and leaving us a five-star review. But I'm reminded this week of one of my favorite book franchises. Of course, I'm speaking of the Harry Potter franchise of films and books. I was thinking very recently, mostly because it was on the television at work. I was thinking recently about Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, the best book, and the third worst movie. I'm wondering what it must have been like to be an authority figure on campus the day that four dragons were brought onto school property. Because I remember been an RA at the Missouri Fine Arts Academy multiple times as well as I was an RA several years during university, and gotta tell you, if it was raining one day, there were an untold number of problems to deal with. And Much respect to Mother Nature, Rain ain't got shit on four dragons. Four? And you've got 11-year-olds who are not the most resourceful creatures. You know who is a resourceful creature? A dragon. Very resourceful when it comes to eating 11-year-olds. I don't care how many wizards you have on staff. That's a stressful day if you're a prefect. That's one you're having meetings about months beforehand, except you're not because it was very distinctly kept a secret from everyone what you would be doing until you got there. If Harry had not cheated and gone in to see the dragons early, I mean, what? He... There was no way to prepare. There was no way to prepare. They certainly didn't tell the staff, hoping that they just wouldn't tell Harry. They're prefects. They're not perfect. They—they they, you can't rely on these people not to go blabbing to the Chosen One because he's about to face a dragon unannounced. What? That's loco. And, and so if you're you're going to the first task, you're you're a Hogwarts prefect. You've never seen a Wizard Tournament before. You're going to the quidditch pitch and you're like what is it gonna be like a broom flying challenge they're gonna fly through some rings like a harry potter gamecube game no there's gonna be four dragons and you're in charge of a hundred eleven year olds and a hundred twelve year olds and so on and so forth you're the eldest people in your care are 17 and there are four dragons what that's crazy you don't those are not responsible people and they are in spitting distance of dragons literally if you watch the film where the dragon gets loose and goes over the school if that dragon had decided to like pick up a creepy brother in its mouth what were they gonna do if someone had died that dragon went all over the schools, playing on the rooftops. You're telling me like no one's school project got ruined that day, and you're an authority figure at Hogwarts, and you've got to like deal with the ramifications of that. You're getting wizard phone calls from parents, howlers coming in, letters talking to you and shit. You're getting you're getting those all day and night, sir, and probably for a long stretch of time. Because it's pre-Voldemort, so, like, what else are these people even worrying about? The wizard economy is flourishing. I mean, what were they... What were they supposed to do, Dumbledore? What if one of these kids had died? Harry dies. Not then, later. Cedric Diggory dies also later, but very soon. What was the end game, Dumbledore? Who planned this? What were the... Do you know how bad this looks? How mad I'd be if I was working a day at the Missouri Fine Arts Academy and suddenly there were four dragons I was not briefed on? I'd be ding-dang pissed. Couldn't handle it. I'm just thinking if one of those kids had died. Because as we learned, Wizard Heaven is indeed a train station. A train station that only Harry and Dumbledore occupy. They're the only good wizards. Ever. They're the only Harry Potter is the goodest boy in Wizard Heaven. That's how he got to the train station. Do you even want to go to Wizard Heaven? It's a train station. I don't even think that's Andrew Carnegie's vision of heaven. Susan Susan is that Susan is that is that a is that joke right? Was Andrew Carnegie the train guy? Was he? Cut a commercial. You don't understand what I'm saying? Cut to commercial. Cut to commercial. Cut to commercial. Cut to commercial.
1: I tells you. We've had better financial times. Ever since that bat freak moved to Gotham City, it's been hard for me, a low level thug in Gotham's crime world, to make a steady living. I've been with all of I served under everybody. The riddler? The only riddle he can't solve is the riddle of giving us a living wage. Why yoda? Mr. Freeze, why doesn't he warm that cold, cold? Heart of his? And give us a little Christmas bonus. I know it's always cold for him, but it's especially cold for us. Ooh, I, I ought to put him up. Poison Ivy? Always thinking green? How about giving us some green? Maybe yous don't care so much about plants. Maybe you start caring about people. Ooh, sh- put him up. Now I work as a low-level functionary for the Joker. Always fending off that bat freak. It's a dangerous line of business, but I got a wife and kids to look out for. And it's not like Bruce Wayne in his ivory tower is creating a sustainable job market. For those of us working class slubs going paycheck to paycheck, waiting every year for a federal income tax return so that we might not, so that we might be able to eat that month. Oh, poor them up, Mr. Wayne. Listen, Joker's business, high risk, high reward. It's a dangerous line of work. Batman don't kill nobody, but injuries aren't free. But Joker, full coverage health insurance. Dental, 401k. When that bat freak knocks your teeth out, he'll take care of you. We gotta look out for each other in this world. Which sort of leads me on to talk about Patreon. Patreon.com slash TV's Kevin is the place where you can support the Stone Zone. Ooh, I love the Stone Zone. No fist necessary this time. Patreon.com slash TV's Kevin. For as little as $1 a month. A mere tuppence. Even to we Gotham City f- f- rogues. Um, that's it now, Do We Gotham City Rogues. You can support this show, support the Puffin Publishing Podcast, ooh, I love that podcast. Support the future of Doom to you, ooh, I love that show. Support the future of Poke Musical, ooh, that, that sounds intriguing. I want to see that show with my two fists. My fists, of course, being named Pauline Kale and Siskel and Ebert famed noted critics of theater and cinema because not everyone can have a boss like mine always looking out for us sometimes they need a little help patreon.com slash tv's kevin enjoy the following segment or i'll fight you
0: From Purple Mountain Majesty to Amber Waves of Grain, this is Polito Boys coming to you live from WPEE. I am the Landman. And I'm the
2: Nerve. And I'm going to be jumping all over those nerves here in a little bit.
0: And I, of course, a diehard Republican.
2: And I, of course, am
0: a bleeding,
2: bleeding heart liberal.
0: Blood is pumping in and out of his heart, unlike mine, which was cauterized and closed during the war that I fought in, unlike those snowflake Democrats who have probably never shot anyone in their whole lives.
2: You might as well just write the words war on a dodgeball because you know I'm going to be getting out of the way of it because that's what I do, I dodge.
0: Whereas when I played dodgeball in high school, I stood there. I took it to prove how tough I was. Didn't move at all. I let those dodgeballs be thrown directly at my head.
2: And I said you paint the word war on a dodgeball. I meant to say paint the word draft, but you get it. I'm a dumb liberal.
0: That. Yeah, you dodged the war. You completely avoided this and fucking 14, fourteen, eighteen year long war we've been stuck in. And as we know,
2: only liberals by stuck dodged the draft. I mean,
0: enjoying it. Yep, no Republican has ever dodged. No draft.
2: Republican. are no patriots. Republicans that have been in the presidential office in the last like twelve years have ever dodged the draft. It's only they have never once
0: complained that they have weird feet. Nope. Not one time. Yes, of course, audience, Politiboys is back and here to stay. And we are back on your AM dial. We are not going anywhere. You can find us nationwide.
2: We are right between static and a commercial for the mattress barn. That's us, Politiboys. 24 hour
0: mattress barn commercial and Politiboys coming to you live at 5 a.m. the only slot available
2: right right we feel like there's nothing better to start your day than a warm cup of people screaming at each other
0: mm, and that's what we do that- <laughs> That has never perplexed me about morning radio show culture, why all of them were throwing dicks at each other and yelling at each other and making fart sounds. That's what everyone wants to hear at 8.30 in the morning when they've been stuck in traffic on the way to work, is people yelling at each other and a soundboard of farts. There's nothing better
2: than driving to work at 6 or 7 in the morning and just having two people that just sound just really, really, really happy, like Stepford Wives level of happy, just talking about the little goofer that happened at the awards show last night. Can you believe it? Ben
0: Affleck slipped and fell on a banana peel. What a goof. Only three and a half more hours of this during your morning rock block radio program, where we block the rock. You want to hear music, but we're going to block it and stop it from getting to you, and you're going to hear four people you don't like or care about talk about Ben Affleck.
2: You know how... uh... You know how you love, just love, love, love that opening note of Power of Love by Huey, and the Lu- and Huey Lewis and the Noose? And you love just that opening guitar riff and everything? Don't worry, we got you covered. Four people are going to talk over that until the very microsecond that Huey Lewis starts singing the song.
0: Oh, yeah. Everyone hates the beginnings of songs before people start singing. I know I do. And my opinion is correct. The other night, my little daughter... Uh, Harriet Tubman, because I'm a patriot and not a racist. My little daughter, Harriet Tubman, who doesn't even have my last name. I just named her Harriet Tubman, uh, went out trick-or-treating. She came back, you know, pile of Skittles, fun-sized candy bars. And I said, I'm going to take 50% of this candy and give it to someone who didn't go out trick-or-treating because I want to teach you about socialism. And then I spit on her. So that she would, you know, in like a Skinner box kind of situation, associate getting spit on with socialism. I'm going to teach Harriet Tubman right. Well, it's really funny that you mention that
2: because my daughter, Patrick Henry, went trick-or-treating last night. She was dressed as her favorite thing in the world, Frozen. Not the princess. She was dressed as the box art for Frozen. And she came home with a big bag of of Halloween candy. And I said, honey, you don't want candy. You're a liberal. You want medicine. So I took all her candy away and just gave her four bottles of cough syrup. Because that's all we want. We just want people to have medicine and nothing else. The
0: the namby-pamby snowflake parenting school that i went to they taught you to diffuse conflicts between your kids peaceably and i said no they need to learn about the real world so my kids have been fighting for 16 years their kids will be fighting in this conflict it's like the hatfields and the mccoys but they're both named mccoy
2: my children uh every night they have the exact same homework assignment they come home they make a participation trophy And they go back to school the next day and they give it to their classmates and they get a participation trophy in return. And that's all they do is they just give and hand out participation trophies.
0: God, that reminds me. I went to visit my daughter on Valentine's Day at school because I'm creepy and my job ends at 9 a.m. I have a little bit of time during the day. So I went to visit her on Valentine's Day and all the kids had their little boxes out. And would you believe it? Every single kid. Got a valentine from every other kid. Number one, boys should not be giving boys valentines. Okay, that is not what St. Valentine died for. It was for Adam and Steve to give each other Transformers valentines. Number two, why does everyone get a valentine just for showing up? You have to earn it. If my daughter is ugly, and let me tell you, ooh baby, not a looker. She should not get any valentines. She's got to learn about the cold, hard, romantic world that is waiting for her. No handouts. No no valentines for every kid. I want the ugly kids to suffer because that is what life is like.
2: Uh, My daughter outgrew her her high school uniform, so I had to go down to the S&M shop and get her a brand new gimp uniform because I want all my kids to be sex positive. So sex positive, that's, that's all they do. They just fuck in the middle of the street, non-stop, 24-7. And they try to solve every problem by like, let's just love each other, because we should. And I make them physically love everyone.
0: I taught all of my kids to be sex negative. Like when my oldest daughter, my teenager, Johnny Appleseed, when she was learning about sex, I taught her to say no. So while she's having sex with her boyfriend, she is saying, no, I don't like this. I am being sex negative. And I'm kind of realizing right now the horrible connotations of what I just said. And might cut that part out. Not a good look. Oh, you you talk about these jokes. You, you bring on these instances. You support the liberal Hollywood elite, which is apparently made up entirely of sex monsters and dirty, horrible beings.
2: Well, you know, I, I say, you know, if there's a guy who's out there, I believe in second chances. And I think, you know, if there's a guy that's been out there just systematically sexually abusing and sexually harassing women for the last 25, 30 years, give him another chance. That's not him. (laughs) He'll learn... the beginning
0: of a redemption story.
2: It's a redemption story. Speaking of which... It was so brave of Kevin Spacey to finally come out and stop living a lie and announce that he's a gay man. It was so inspiring. Nothing else that happened with Kevin Spacey that day is any important. The fact that he came out is what's important.
0: It's coincidental. He was using TweetDeck to queue up a tweet, and he said, you know what? I want to come out as gay on October 29th, two days before Halloween. Get all the spooks out of the way. And he had that queued up for like a year. He said, one year from today, October 29, 2016, I will come out. And then on October 29, 2017, he did come out. It just so happened that he was accused of assaulting a 14-year-old right before that. And the tweet was timed out very poorly. He forgot to delete it. He forgot to delete it. But he came out. That's so good. I'm so That's happy so for good. him. Embrace him in your big... Snow hug, you frosty, the snowman, liberal, magic hat make you come alive. You know, we don't all have magic hats. You gotta earn your corncob pipe in this world. I think that
2: everyone should have a magic hat, and I think that we should make it so that it's easier to pull swords out of stones. It's only right, and if you can't get the sword out of the stone, get a participation sword.
0: You just want everyone to be king. I just can't wait. Till everyone's king. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of the same reference, and if you didn't say it, I was going to. Hey, did I talk like this in the first Politi Boys? I don't know. My voice took off a di- took on a different quality than what it did the first time. <laughs> All well, right. Just... Well, probably it's probably going to naturally segue into my regular speaking voice because that's generally what happens in these exact kinds of situations.
2: You've got kind of a hard nation thing going on, and I kind of followed your lead.
0: All right. Well, I'm gonna. I'm gonna hold on. I'm gonna try softer. What about what about this? You godless liberal.
2: Yeah, and I think my character was a lot more dumb too. <laughs> so I'm just gonna. <laughs> that seems to be the way of things. Just kind, of, yeah, like? just kind of. What's the connection? Yeah, just kind of. Yeah, my guy was more like this. So I'm just going to do this
1: now.
0: I got a, uh, and you know on boys, we love political cartoons. The peak of comedy. Fuck the Marx Brothers. Fuck
2: Buster Keaton. Forget. About SNL in the 70s. Political
0: cartoons. That's where it's happening, Captain. Monty Python? Get a Monty Py gone. I love political cartoons. Saturday the true night dead. Holy Grail of comedy. So I got one here from Boy's favorite, Ben Garrison. Oh,
2: yes. People talk all the time. Like, there's a Mark Twain Award for humor, and like, no, dude. Ben Garrison. Whenever I think of hard-hitting, slapstick, side-splitting comedy, I think of the name Ben Garrison.
0: Yeah, you know Mark Twain never won the Mark Twain Award? That feels weird, doesn't it?
2: Well, if I had my way, everyone would win the Mark Twain
0: Award, including Mark Twain. He would have to earn it. So, this cartoon depicts several sheep, and they are trotting along. There are little lines indicating their movement. I've read Understanding Comics, and there, Are you... Uh,
2: well, hold up, hold up. You see a bunch of sleep? Are you sleeping on the job again?
0: No, I I only count four sheep. That's not nearly enough to fall asleep. I am constantly racked by the guilt of my actions. So, there are five sheep in this picture. One of them has a British flag on the side. One of them has a German flag on the side. One of them, a French flag. One of them, a Swedish flag. And the other, I can only see its hind legs because it is disappearing into the mouth of a giant craven wolf. Its jaws are dripping in blood, though its mouth is wide open. So did it just eat like a really bloody meal or is it bleeding from the roof of its mouth? Who can say? But the sheep are lining up one by one to go into the mouth of the he, wolf
2: it's a thing where okay i get it it's a thing where he cut the roof of his mouth like or, or no uh, i had my wisdom teeth taken out and my back wisdom teeth when they were taken out like they just bled constantly so i had to stick a bunch of surgical gauze in my mouth gotcha. so that's what he's doing he's doing a bunch of sheep so he's using sheep the, as
0: surgical gauze right absolutely now the wolf has a label on it and uh, so this uh, is not wolf? just like a children's story about sheep hopping into a wolf's mouth, you know, like them getting what they deserve. This is the real world, kids. Um, my
2: favorite story, my favorite Brom, uh, Brom, or not Brom fairy tale, uh, Grim fairy tales. Brom Stoker's fairy, tale. fairy tales. <laughs> yes, uh, my Brom Stoker's fairy tale. My favorite Brom Stoker fairy tale. Uh, I think, and I would listen to it while listening to Grimm's Lullaby. Uh, is the <laughs> the fable. Of the uh the sheep that thought <laughs> is the this the story of the uh the sheep that thought they could sleep in a wolf's mouth Yeah and and they learned does. that like no you
0: can't <laughs> Can't sleep in a wolf's mouth. That was a big wolf or some small sheep. Anyway, that's, so the wolf That's
2: why I always say don't try to sleep in a wolf's mouth.
0: Yeah, that's what I always tell my kids. So uh, my kids, Harriet Tuffman and Johnny Appleseed, both girls. Um, so the wolf's tongue is laid out like a sort of red carpet. And um, what did the label the s- say? Did
2: the label just say on wolf? Did it just say wolf? No,
0: no, it didn't say wolf. It said radical Islam. <laughs> but I think this. I think this is important. Islam is huge red black bold the word radical is written so small and almost imperceptibly that one would almost want you to think that ben garrison was a huge bigot like, maybe he wanted you to miss the radical part? Like, he wanted to put it in there to cover his bases against criticism, but he also wanted a lot of people to miss that it was there? That couldn't be true, right? And, um, uh, not I know, our like, Ben
2: Garrison. No, Ben Garrison, if there's anything... If, if I to describe Ben Garrison in one word, apart from just, like, hilarious or, like, gut-busting... If I had used one word to describe, like, Ben Garrison, I think the word I'd use would be like imprecise.
0: Yeah, never, you know, obtuse. You never get a read on Hard to pin down. He's a guy who never tells you how he feels. And I wish that he and our president would just tell us how he feels about anything. Robert Pattinson's relationship to Kristen Stewart, recent episodes of Saturday Night Live. I just wish that we knew their opinions on either one of those. But, so the wolf is labeled radical Islam, but we're not done here. Because... The British sheep, the sheep with the British flag on the side. I keep going back and forth between my two voices. The sheep with the British flag on the side has a huge open mouth with what I'm now noticing are horrible British teeth. <laughs> and he's saying, we're not wolfophobic." And above uh... him, written in huge letters, is... Death by political correctness. (laughs) (laughs) It's guys, (laughs) funny. Forget what anyone
2: tells you. Forget about what you hear about like cancer or heart disease or anything like that. The number one cause of death amongst any group of people is political correctness. My cousin, uh, Linda, she referred, she used the term African-American, and she died.
0: <laughs> yeah, and our president, my president, Donald Trump, just used it as meaning, like, he, he applied it to his Muslim band, said, now is not the time to be politically correct, and, um, I I said, oh, yes, thankfully, now this will make the conversation about political correctness even better. Now that it means anything, now that it means anything at all in the world that you want it to mean, I'm really glad that that's happening. Thank you, president. Thank you for making the conversation harder and for weaponizing racists. I love it.
2: It's kind of it's one of it's one of those words like thingamajig. It's just yeah, like, D- hey, you don't happen to have e. that uh, political correctness on you, right? It's just one of those that you can just... It's, it's a filler it's word. It's
0: a, a what's it, a whos e. yeah. yeah.
2: Ben, I, who am I to critique, you know, such a wonderful artist? But let me just go ahead and try. I i feel like he really, really, really missed an opportunity by not putting an E at
0: the end of Islam. Um, <laughs> By putting a space between the S and the L. <laughs> So even a minor Ben Garrison work is still better than those hacks over at the New Yorker. And don't worry, we'll get to them dude, on a future political to
2: Fucking come after you, New Yorker. We're gonna fucking tear you a new one. You don't fucking even know.
0: Go
1: fuck you up, New Yorker, dude. I'm
0: gonna come and I'm gonna kick the shit out of you, New Yorker. Oh boy, you better better don't you fucking step on my block again. You step on my Jordan's New Yorker, I'm gonna fuck you up. New Yorker, I'm gonna kick every part of your fucking ass, I'm gonna take my bicycle, I'm gonna shove it up your ass, call it the bike lane, motherfucker, I'm gonna kick your ass. New Yorker, I serve my nickel, I don't give a fuck, man, New Yorker, you fucking come after me, I'm gonna punch you right upside your head, turn it into a concave motherfucker, I don't give a shit. New Yorker, I'm gonna fucking cut off your genitals and your feet and your armpits, all the grossest parts of the body, I'm gonna put them in a stew, I'm gonna make you some fucking dick foot ass stew, I'm gonna make you drink it, New Yorker, I don't give a fuck. there've been so many political events you and I record this show every single week but let's say follow up our show from i don't know may and talk about the big political stories that have happened since then throw them all into one cartoon and see what uh, we can get from- may we <laughs> <laughs> oh god liberals have no sense of comedy give me my cuckabee <laughs> so um <laughs> I, I think there have been uh, at least three worthy news stories that we can put together into a political cartoon. There's been okay. um, the Szechuan, brick and Morty thing that happened at McDonald's, Donald Trump disrespecting Gold Star families. Good, they deserve it. And there has been um, the P tape.
2: That's, uh, you know, comedy comes in threes, and what better three things to, like, set up a joke with, to tee, up a, tee off a joke with than uh a McDonald's controversy gold star families and veterans affairs and p
0: <laughs> the three funniest things in existence golden arches Absolutely. gold star families and golden showers so
2: um and so like uh this is we are recording this uh just about immediately after halloween and i'm glad that that horrible like scourge on our society is over with and now we're the in the Satanist the holiday best- is over we're we're, now we're in the best time of the year pre-christmas also known as thanksgiving so we'll do the first thanksgiving with all three of those news stories sitting at the table
0: all right uh and
2: it's the people sitting at the table and then what put them in the news is what they're eating
0: is on their plate exactly yeah so um let's all right so McDonald's. Uh, we got some options here. We could do like a minimum wage employee. I'm worried about the conveyance of that. So what about Ronald McDonald sitting at a table looking at pickle Rick and saying, "No, thank you."
1: Uh-uh. Yeah,
2: like ho- like like hold the pickles or something like that. Uh-uh, I like no it. No, thank you.
0: Uh,
2: and hold then the pickles. uh, because it's topical right now and people seem to like it. Um, instead of ronald mcdonald it's pennywise from it and he's wearing a ronald mcdonald uniform
0: yeah everybody loves it and a clown is a clown earnestly Mm -hmm. um so we're gonna put him down there but again uh, rick and morty is such a hot and fresh property merchandise is so hard to get i'm worried about the legal repercussions of straight up drawing pickle rick parody or no so why don't we swap it out with another green fella and just draw larry from veggie tales Larry the cucumber. Yeah, Larry
2: the cucumber. Larry the cucumber and, from
0: Veggie and Pennywise the clown is looking at it and saying, "Hold the pickles."
2: Yeah, and like he's Larry the cucumber is like, uh, but he's like, we gotta make it obvious that it's supposed to be pickle Rick, so he's like, "You're my cheeseburger," or something like that.
0: <laughs> we draw. We, we we write him burping. Yeah. What but if like, the cucumber say just on like some nonsense improv for like five minutes that someone then had to animate?
2: Yes. Uh, and but it's just like uh, you know, VeggieTales say that like a cheeseburger song and like Ronald McDonald serves cheeseburgers, and so like on the on the plate that Ronald McDonald's eating or Pennywise is eating, there's like just pink slime. Um Oh, sure, sure, sure. Well, we're talking about saying,
0: cheeseburgers, you know who also sings about cheeseburgers jimmy buffett so oh, okay the first thanksgiving was in a jimmy buffett's margaritaville
2: okay yeah so it's in a jimmy buffett's margaritaville and pennywise is dressed up as ronald mcdonald he's got a bowl of pink slime he's saying hold the pickles to layer the cucumber <laughs> and layer the cucumber saying but you're my cheeseburger
0: <laughs> yep seems good so far <laughs> there's and no there's no one the, that uh, could there's... not understand what this is trying
2: and uh the Margaritaville is one of those that has the uh the big margarita mixer and like inside that says like Hurricane Sandy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> inside the Margarita Is Hurricane Sandy? Yes. Uh yeah, and there's a drink special on the wall called the Puerto Rico and there's just a pile of supplies in front of it cuz that's what we did we did such a good job taking care of our nation of Puerto Rico part of the United States we did such a good job supplying it They, uh, it's it's a drink special called the Puerto Rico and it says it has all the supplies it needs
2: and it's it's like one of those like uh chalkboards they have at like like kind of hipster baristas and everything yeah and that they have a drawing of the drink and the drawing is Just, like, a glass that once was, like, held together and, like, proud. It's, like, all broken into enough pieces that you could tell that it used to be, like, a glass that was all together. And then there's this, like, brown liquid overflowing the broken parts of the glass, like, leaping out onto the table and everything. And then there's, like, supplies in front of it.
0: And there's a tiny chalk drawing of Lin-Manuel Miranda desperately trying to pick up the pieces of the broken glass.
2: Yeah, he's, like, he's doing that thing where, like, he, like, in Looney Tunes where he picks up all the broken shards of glass and, like, like it, it holds a form of exactly what it was, but then everything starts leaking out of it. So he's animating yeah. that on the chalkboard. And we've he's drawn that. A, we've
0: drawn that on the chalkboard. That Yeah, that he's doing a frame-by-frame frame animation. animation
2: on the chalkboard.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, so I think the McDonald's one, done. Cut print. Okay, that, yeah. that, that, that section is over. The leftmost section of our political cartoon done uh wrapped it's up the left in, most, in
2: for those for those following along at home the leftmost section of this political cartoon of the first thanksgiving which takes place at a jimmy buffett's margaritaville is pennywise the clown dressed up as ronald mcdonald the clown with a plate full of pink slime saying hold the pickles to Larry the cucumber who instead is saying but you're my cheeseburger <clears throat> While Lin Manuel Miranda <laughs> draws a Puerto Rico glass with that's all completely shattered next to a margarita mixer that has Hurricane Sandy inside of it.
0: That is the third, the first third of our political cartoon.
2: That is one third of this like five by six drawing that will appear in a newspaper <laughs> somewhere.
0: Okay, all right, what was the next one, Gold Star Families?
2: Yeah, Gold Star Families. Donald
0: Trump is disrespecting Gold Star Families. All right, Donald Trump sits at the table. He looks at a plate full of Gold Star Families. (laughs) Looks at a plate full of veterans' wives, uh, veterans' widows, and he says, no thank you. What if instead
2: of Donald Trump sitting at the table... It's uh it's like a homeless veteran or something. It's like a veteran of one of our wars who's like Oh, we don't we don't guns. have
0: any of those.
2: Well, yeah, I know, but like, like wouldn't that, is, wouldn't like...
0: that be wouldn't that be bad if like we sent people off to war and then when they came back we did nothing to help them and then they were homeless. And what if that happened like if that happened to like uh thousands of people, wouldn't that be I mean, we would have to feel terrible about that?
2: Oh yeah, I mean it doesn't happen. I mean it happens like in the movies because it's like fantasy land and stuff like that. But it doesn't happen in real life. Like born on the fourth of July is a fiction. Like stuff like that doesn't happen in real life. Like it doesn't happen. Vet- like if we, we
0: sent young men and women off to war for sixteen years and had a veterans' care system that was so incompetent it might as well not exist. Did nothing to care for our veterans, injured or no after the war, Le- left them to waste, did nothing to provide them with the medication that they need. if we did that and pretended to care about the troops, wouldn't we be the worst people in the world? Oh, we'd be absolutely awful. like this would uh it'd
2: be a thing that like I would be embarrassed to tell other people that I was American if that were the case, but it's not the case. If people, I've never in my life, like, heard my uncle or someone complaining that the VA messed up somehow. Like, I've never heard that before, ever. I've never heard of, like, people who work at the VA, like, screwing veterans out of money or anything like that. That never happens. That has if that...
0: never happened.
2: But if that did happen, like, and I saw eventually, like, a nuclear bomb headed right towards my country... I would be like, well, yeah, I get it, but that doesn't happen.
0: That doesn't happen.
1: It 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 does not happen in America.
0: Happens that we prey on the young and directionless. That we prey on people seeking a sense of security, a sense of belonging, and ask them to fight and die for our country. That never happens. If we were denying thousands of black people a voice about them being shot senselessly in the street. To say that we cared about our troops. Spend trillions of dollars on war. Sending these young men off to their deaths. If we did that, and then didn't care for their families or our injured veterans trying to readjust to a society that they fought to protect. If we did that, wouldn't we be the worst people in
2: the fucking world? Wouldn't it make you just like totally get why some people don't feel like pledging allegiance to our flag if that were a thing that really happened but it doesn't because
0: if fantasy that man. happened i would understand that but it doesn't
2: it doesn't so that's why we'll just like go into the world of like fiction or whatever and we'll have lieutenant dan uh yep. from almost veteran
0: but- which again doesn't happen never happens
2: yeah Lieutenant Dan, just exactly as he, as he looks after Forrest Gump, walks off set of the Dick Cavett show. Like, it never happens. We might as well have, like, fucking Donald Duck there or something. Right, but it like the happen. Dick
0: Cavett show, which has a door in the back of the Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville, like a, a name up in lights.
2: Doesn't happen, but we'll have, because it's, like, a cartoon and we can do things that, like, kind of, like break the rules or whatever. We can do that. You can
0: pull a mallet out of your back pocket where it it could not have possibly been. You can have thousands of homeless veterans. Uh,
2: You can paint a tunnel onto a wall and then a roadrunner can actually run through that tunnel. Uh, Or
0: Lieutenant Dan can wheelchair through it.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and maybe maybe we'll have a tunnel painted on the wall, one of the walls of the Margaritaville
0: with some that, motion like, lines implying that that's where Lieutenant Dan came from. It's it's a yes, train yes. tunnel with the Dick Cavett show written on the front of it.
2: Yes, yes, uh, famously, you had to take a, a train tunnel in the desert to get to the Dick Cavett show. Um, mm-hmm. But we'll have Lieutenant Dan sitting there at the table, and he'll be looking at another table in the Margaritaville. And at that table, there will be, like, a very decorated veteran with, like, purple hearts and all sorts of medals and everything. Like, uh, like very well taken care of. Like, sharp, full head of hair, just handsome, incredible looking veteran.
0: Purple hearts, and- bronze stars, green clovers, uh, red balloons, pots of gold, rainbows, horseshoes. A decorated veteran.
2: Just a real, a real Garland Briggs from Twin Peaks, uh, just sitting at the, uh, the uh, at another table, and the waiter at that table will be Barack Obama, and Barack Obama will have a plate that has this, like a giant, just like Brontosaurus burger or like a rack of ribs from the Flintstones credits uh, on a, it.
0: a rack of ribs so big the table has tipped over. Yeah, yeah t- we we we'll, we'll draw it where like, the table's
2: like halfway tipped over. And then, like, we'll have the, the decorated general, like, the really well-taken-care-of military guy over at that table. Like, we'll draw him, like, with a hard-on in his pants. And then we'll, like, we'll we'll color it so that, like, it looks... It's it's very obvious that the military guy already, like, came in his pants. But he still has the hard-on because he just got done ejaculating. And then we'll have Lieutenant Dan at our table looking over at that table thinking, I'll have what he's having.
0: Yeah, that's a thing, Lieutenant Dan would say. Yes. So is that have we I, wrapped up the Gold Star Families thing? Do we? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh,
2: so once again, uh, we've got the first Thanksgiving. Uh, they're sitting at a Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville. Sitting at the table right now is Pennywise dressed as Ronald McDonald, <laughs> who is eating a plate of pink slime, saying "Hold the pickles, please" to pickle uh, Larry the cucumber who's saying, but you're my cheeseburger. Uh, in the background, there's a margarine machine that has Hurricane Sandy in it, and Lin-Manuel Miranda drawing a Puerto Rico uh, special, and it's all, like, muddy and disgusting, and there's supplies on it. And then sitting next to Pennywise, who's dressed up as Ronald McDonald, is Lieutenant Dan, who's sitting <laughs> it's in front. Who's
0: just rolled out of a train tunnel that says the Dick Cavett Show on it.
2: Yeah, this is a Dick Cavett show on it, and he's looking at another table that has a gold star, like amazing military guy, coming in his pants as a table tips over as Barack Obama is putting a rack of ribs on
0: it. Uh, so well, the last one was the P tape. We're gonna talk about the P tape.
2: The P tape, yes,
0: great. Um, so you know, P tape, P soup. I feel like that that leap kind of makes itself.
2: The story is like they peed in a bed that the obamas once slept in and so like the saucer that the bowl of soup is comes on like that can be a mattress this is like the obamas apostrophe Ah, like at the end of the
0: ass yeah so there's a bowl of pea soup sitting on top of a mattress that says obamas Mm -hmm. and um, uh obamas yeah um who is who is drinking the soup who sippeth from the goblet well, the the story is that
2: it was they paid two prostitutes okay to sit at the to to pee on the bed uh huh so maybe it's like so maybe what it is is like there's a prostitute sitting there and she's wearing like she's dressed she's dressed as Rachel Maddow but like a, a slutty Rachel Maddow
0: ooh Halloween.
2: Uh, yeah 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 so like so it's keep because yeah so it's the first thanksgiving but we just got out of halloween so we'll have the halloween theme on there yeah we drew it before halloween
0: idiots yeah 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 that's why sometimes in movies you'll see actors show up in random scenes dressed in halloween costumes because they filmed that one on halloween
2: yes yeah makes sense okay but like that scene in godfather
0: 2 where it's young vito in sicily but robert de niro's walking around in a scarecrow costume
2: so yeah, we'll have like a prostitute dressed as like slutty Rachel Maddow and like, and she'll be wearing like a CNN thing and she'll wear a hat that says like press or whatever.
0: So she represents then- the whole press because you're kind of, you're hitting MP- MSNBC and CNN and yeah, o- timey so press. So she works for the Daily Planet as well.
2: Maybe her hat that has like, you know, they always have that card that just says press or something like on the Daily yeah, Planet. Yeah, everyone
0: does nowadays, still all the time.
2: Maybe, like,
0: that press
2: tag is made out of, like, Play-Doh or something, so it's, like, Mm. fake news.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, I love that. Okay, so there were two prostitutes?
2: There's two prostitutes that did that, but, like, and, like, so maybe, like, one of the prostitutes can be, one of the prostitutes can be saying to the other one, like, hey, where's the restroom? And the other prostitute can be saying, it's right here. And she can like we can like see the way that the way the the picture is drawn we can see between like we can see underneath the table and between her legs, and we see that like she's already Peter pants,
0: <laughs> not on the mattress, she's just Peter pants,
2: yeah, just Peter pants, yeah,
0: what if she has like a a like a tube or like a Rube Goldberg machine that like moves the pee to the mattress. <laughs> Oh, we're yeah, it's perfect, Rube Goldberg.
2: That's, it's got to be a Rube Goldberg machine, because Pee-wee Herman has one in Pee-wee's Big Adventure.
0: Ah, so the pee, so like, she's... falls into a bucket, and then, like, a, a a little robot hand brings it over to, like, a conveyor belt, which brings it up to the table, which dumps it onto the mattress, which shifts in weight so that an egg falls into a frying pan and starts cooking.
2: Yes, yes, and we can draw, like, the motion lines of the egg, like, in mid-fall off the mattress into a, a frying pan.
0: Yeah, my favorite Rube Goldberg machine is always the one at the beginning of uh, Back to the Future, where while it's going, if you listen to the background of the, the news, fake news, uh, you can kind of hear, like, the backstory you need for the movie. Can we do something like that in this political cartoon? Like, several small TVs delivering exposition along the Rube Goldberg machine of p.
2: Oh yeah, so we could put a bunch of put a bunch of TVs down there underneath the table. There's just a stack of TVs and everything. Yeah, and like and one's talking about Uranium
0: One, and one's talking about um, the emails.
1: Still, still,
0: still, they're talking about the emails. She's not the president. Why are you still talking about her all the time? It's it's. <laughs>
2: that yeah so like there it's it's not like we know you won because you're the president we know we We got that news fake news uh so yeah one of them one of them is showing like emails and like one of uh, them is
0: showing 13 hours that Benghazi movie that Michael Bay made
2: yeah uh and the tv that's showing the emails can have a uh, Clippy, the paperclip, uh, saying, "Would
0: you like some collusion with that? Would you not like some help with your collusion?
2: Yeah, or would you like to? Hey, uh, hey, I noticed you're not using the proper. Uh, hey, I noticed you're using a private server. And <laughs> <laughs> we call it? No Thanksgiving. No. Okay." <laughs> So wait, hold up. Do we uh are we are we done with the whole thing? Uh, uh
0: they finish it you you wanna put some fucking parsley on this meal? Gussie it up uh, a little bit?
2: Well, okay, so uh there's a pee tape, so we we should have R. Kelly sitting between the two hookers. Oh, okay. Um, sure, sure, sure. And and he can be wearing like um the Nikes that Heaven's Gate was wearing in the outfit because like R. <laughs> R. Kelly runs a sex cult. Uh <laughs> The... He's drinking
0: Kool-Aid in Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville. He's drinking,
2: yeah, he's drinking Kool-Aid there. Um, maybe there's like a big uh, outline, like one of the other, one of the third wall, the third wall of Margaritaville. Because one of the walls has a chalkboard, one of the walls has a painted on tunnel. And it's like the third wall that we're seeing can have like the outline of the Kool-Aid guy
0: yeah so by the time uh, we do our next like monthly episode in december it might not be timely the hollywood sex scandals might be over do we want to work them in here somehow like out the window in uh, buffett's margaritaville you can see it say like pedophile wood or something
2: um i think uh horrible off, sex the, pest wood uh i think first off like the crumbling wall that uh kool-aid man broke through it should have infrastructure <laughs> written on it uh and then uh
0: yeah and we the can kool-aid have, like, man
2: is labeled jobs Jobs, yeah, the Man's labeled jobs, yeah, uh, obviously, uh, and he's saying he's saying, oh no, um, <laughs> and uh, you're talking about like pedophiles and like Hollywood or whatever. So we'll have like um, Harvey Weinstein and Dustin Hoffman and James Torbeck and all those people, and they could be like, uh, can we see a kids menu? <laughs> Uh, they'll be saying, can we see a kid's menu? And the waiter will be saying, no. And then they'll say, we don't care. Oh, my God. So, and then you want to call it, um, no thanks in all capital letters and italicized. And then giving...
0: That was my first thought. I think there's a, a well to be drummed from Jimmy Buffett's Margarita Hell
2: or something like that. Uh, Jimmy Buffett's Margarita, cause I was, cause I was kind of initially thinking like
0: Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, yeah, forget, forget what I was gonna say. Jimmy Buffett's hashtag Margaritaville.
1: Another drilling tale come and gone. Good thing that Bat Freak didn't intervene. What's to mess with our plans? Me, a Gotham City Banksburg thug, doesn't like it when Bat Freaks interfere with our plans. I only hope he doesn't plan to interfere with Patreon. Patreon.com slash TVS Kevin is the place to support this show. Gotham City, Begsburg always supports its own. One two, one two. Yeah, I'll give you a right hook with Pauline Kale and a left hook with Siskel and Ebert. What's if you mess with Patreon, Bat Freak? You might not be Bruce Wayne. You almost certainly do not have his unlimited access to funds and ladies. But still. Hey, you ever notice how Batman and Catwoman got together at the same time as Bruce Wayne and famed criminal Selina Kyle? Funny that. Anyway, patreon.com slash TVs Kevin, or I'll give you a... Matt Zola Sights right in the teeth! I'll give you an Alan Seppenwall up your skull! Nathan Rabin headbutt! Uh, uh... Stone Cold Stunner from Scott Tobias... A Matt Stingers, um, a Matt Singer Zinger. Oh baby, ooh wah, ooh wee, Patreon. This week's Patreon shout out goes out to Leah Hurdler. Hello, I'm Thomas Harris, famed psychologist and definitive not eater of people. Hey, Leah, thank you for supporting the show the way that I do not support people and then shove them into a meat grinder and eat them i don't do that but you do support this show and kevin Lanigan continuing to be able to eat and for that he thanks you greatly more than an email can say thank you for your continued support from your wallet made of leather which came from skin not unlike the skin that i do not consume thank you Another Stone Zone come and gone. So soon,
0: very soon for you, about a month's worth of work for me. Thank you for joining us for another episode of The Stone Zone. This one, of course, featuring that beloved segment, Polito Boys. Beloved? I'm not sure. I get very little listener feedback. Feel free to tell me things, especially nice ones. Do you like this? Because we're going to keep doing it, and I just need to warn you about that. So if you like anything on the show, tell me, and I'll keep doing it. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram to tell me these things, at TV's Kevin Lanigan. You want to tell the show directly? Well, that's pod at gmail.com. Funny that. You can go on Twitter and find the show, too, at canwegetthispod. Huh. You can find my other podcast, the Puffin Publishing Podcast, wherever podcasts are given out for free like pamphlets, and you can find my web series, Doomed to You on youtube.com, not .gov, not if net neutrality has its way, who doggy? That is gonna. that's gonna, oh, I'm recording this a week before it goes out, and I really hope net neutrality is not a thing by the time this episode comes out, my buddy Vern Tooley, who is the second half of Polito well, you can find him at Varnio on the social media platform of your choice. He helps me out on so many things, and he is going to be filming a movie coming up called Pet Turtles that I am going to be in, which means no Stone Zone next week. Um, hopefully, I'll come up with some bonus content to throw out there. Um, after that, the Stone Zone will resume on its regular schedule, but going to take a week off while I'm filming a movie. I think I've earned it. Um... Hopefully gonna record all sorts of fun stuff while I'm down there. I just just won't have time to, like, put a full episode together. So sorry, dear, precious listeners. Dear, sweet, beautiful listeners. That about does it for this week. We'll be back in two weeks with fucking something. But until then, this has been TV's Kevin Lanigan, and I will send you off, as I always send you off, uh... Hey, kid, go on about to get her. No, she's got electric boots. Oh, Mol Sue. you know, I read it in a magazine. Oh,
1: but, 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 Emma, don't listen to this. I'm
0: gonna go eat some Chinese food I found in the garbage. Goodbye.
1: This has been a talk back. Bye.